Welcome to Looking Up, and this afternoon you are being joined by Sharissa, Shell, and Justin. Justin, my husband. Yes. <laughs> and uh, I know everybody was expecting Danny's voice to be there. We're going to talk to him a little bit later on in our program because uh, unfortunately he has some news to tell us. We we'll maybe let him break it to us. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we will talk to him soon. In the meantime, welcome back to the live show. And we just want to run you through some important details uh, before we go further. In fact, today, Justin, what are we talking about? Mm, well, when we get to it after the news and all of this and after we talk to Danny, we are going to be talking about UFOs, aliens, and in parentheses, in quotation marks, Jesus return. No way. Can you say those same things in one UFOs, sentence? UFOs, <laughs> aliens, and Jesus return. All right. All right. So we have a very interesting program. You do not want to miss it. And so we look forward to having that study and that discussion with you together shortly. If you would like to connect with us at any point throughout the program, maybe you have a comment, maybe you have a question, Please, we'd love to hear from you. The number to contact us on here in the studio is 0491-064-669. Or you can also catch up on all of our past uh, episodes. So you can go to the Faith FM website. And there, if you go to the show Looking Up, you'll see it. You click on it and you can see all the previous episodes there as a podcast. And today, uh, right here in Newcastle, it's pretty overcast. and There's actually some feeling of winter coming back in the air but uh, have you had a good day so far justin yeah it's been a fantastic day pretty productive yeah 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 we've got quite a lot of things to talk to everybody about it with the news as well there's never a shortage of uh things to talk about and that's why we love this show because this show is particularly about looking up Mm. and uh that's important in the context of uh the bible because jesus said when you see all these things begin to happen look up because your redemption draws near and so uh we want to leave you now with this song and we will continue this discussion with danny After the break, you're going to listen to Chris Rice, Oh Love That Will Not Let Me Go. Oh love that will not let me go I rest my weary soul in thee I give thee back the life I owe Depths its flow may richer, fuller be. O light that followest all my way, I yield my flickering torch to thee, my heart. 
heart restores its borrowed ray That in thy sunshine's blaze its day May brighter, fairer be O joy that seekest me through pain I cannot close my heart to thee I trace the rainbow through the rain And feel the promises not vain That morn shall tearless be O cross that liftest up my head to fly from thee I lay in dust life's glory dead and from the ground there blossoms rest life that shall endless peace life that shall endless peace endless peace It's a beautiful song, a beautiful song. I love the history behind that song. You're listening to Looking Up with Sharissa and Justin and Shell. But I mentioned before that we're missing Danny on the program today. And he has, I understand, a really good excuse as to why. So I think he's online right now. Can you hear us, uh, Danny? Yes, I can, Sharissa. There he Good is. Afternoon. And you've got Justin here too. And Justin himself. <laughs> and to all of our listeners. Yes. And, uh, yeah, we would just like you to explain why you're not here to all of our listeners. That is a very good question, and I'm trying to come up with a good reason. Um, <laughs> <laughs> now, um, yeah, I would love to have been um, there, of course, but um, I, um, I got obviously too close to COVID on my uh, holiday. Oh, and no. um, so, yeah, came down with good old COVID. And um, so so that was just over a week ago or so when I had my um, my, my symptoms to begin with. And, uh, How are you feeling now? Oh, I'm, feeling, I'm feeling pretty good. Um, it's hard to tell, you know what I mean? But, um, yeah, I played a bit of tennis the other day, went for a bike ride, went for a hike. So you I sound really sick. Okay. Oh. I, think I, want, I'm okay. I want to get COVID if that's what it's like. I don't think I'm running on all cylinders right now, um, yeah. but I think I'm, I'm probably getting mm. there 80, 90%. So I've decided to stay away for another week to make it 14 days to... Otherwise, um, yeah, I don't want to get into. I don't want to get other people. Ah, oh, well, we are glad that you are feeling a little bit better, and for all we know, that some of our listeners are in the same boat as you right now. The numbers indicate yeah. that that's very possible. So uh, we hope and pray you keep getting better, and uh, we know you love talking about the news. Yes, well, there's been just so much going on, of course, in the last uh, month since we. Um, 
Yeah, we got since we ended our our Faith FM live show for the year, and I know too today's the first day back into this new year. Yeah, there's so much taking place, I guess. Yeah. Um, for me, um, for me, you know, where where do I begin? I guess um, I would probably I would probably like to begin with, uh, you know, there's a, there's a there's a there seems to be a greater interest um, in spiritual things uh, mm-hmm. due to the you know, due, due to the state of the world, um, and in particular, you know, with the with the numbers going up and um, and more anxiety and more fear and trepidation, and I know that to be true because I was down in Melbourne visiting my family over the break, um, mm-hmm. and uh, I had I had a whole heap more um, spiritual conversations than I have you know previously, even even you know during the last couple of years, so. There just seems to be a heightened um, awareness and, you know, people are not quite sure where things are going to be moving, in what direction. And I think these things tell us that the Holy Spirit is being poured out, you know, more and more. You probably won't hear about that on the news Mm -hmm. so much. But the Bible tells us um, that just before Jesus returns, the Holy Spirit, just like on the day of Pentecost, is going to be poured out more and more until we have that, what the Bible refers to as those late rains or that latter rain um, outpouring, which will, you know, enlighten the whole world with the glory or the character of God. So I think we're beginning to see that as um, as this world capitulates more and more. I I believe there's going to be more and more of an interest through the power of the Holy Spirit of people who are wanting to know Jesus and preparing for his coming. That's uh, that's really exciting thoughts you just shared right there. And, you know, as um, last year you made a number of predictions, so we don't want to think about those right oh, now. No. But since <laughs> since the last time we were on the show together, um, yeah, Justin was just reminding me here in the studio there was uh, the volcano eruption in, oh, in no. Tong, near Tonga and, uh, you know, a number of things just reminding us that this world is not our final home. So um, yeah. we really look forward to having you back in the studio on all – all of the cylinders <laughs> running on all four cylinders. I don't know how many cylinders, but <laughs> but just running at a hundred percent again. And uh, yeah, yeah I, I don't know if you heard before, but Justin's uh, going to be leading us in a really interesting Bible study today. Yeah, on, uh, I heard all about aliens, and UFOs, and the coming of Jesus. That's I'm right. Looking forward to tuning in and listening. So if, um, you know, if you have any really really curly questions, text them in. That's right. <laughs> oh, I will. I will certainly. And. Um, now, I think that's a really interesting subject, and um, I was actually listening to some, some some things, you know, toward the end of last year in that space, and you know, with more and more people um, having either encounters or, or 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 even just talking about it, and some of our capabilities that we have now, and some of this, that, and the other, and so it's, it's quite interesting. So um, I'll be looking forward to hearing what you guys have got to share, and Justin in particular. Amen. Well, thanks so much, Pastor Danny. We look no forward to worries. seeing you My here pleasure. again soon. And thanks for calling I look in. To it. This no is... worries. God bless. God and bless all you of our too. Bless. God bless. And, in, in, and we'll look forward to this afternoon. Yeah, keep looking up. And uh, that was nice to hear from him. Absolutely. And uh, Justin, we could talk about a couple of other things too in this news segment here. I was interested to see that February 17 marks the beginning of a 
Victoria's conversion law being enforced. Mm. So I just want to highlight for our listeners, you know, when we talk about the news, we're not just talking about what's happening, but what's happening with an eye to what Jesus said would be happening in the world. That's right. And why he said it was to indicate that his return in power and glory, when we see these things, they were to indicate that his return was very near. Absolutely. And when we see the kingdoms of this world kind of falling apart and becoming frail, it's to point us as believers up, to look up uh, to the time when Jesus will set up his kingdom that will be perfect and that will never end. Mm. And uh, this law, this conversion bill that's coming in in Victoria, February 17, let me just read to you a summary of what that means because we live in New South Wales and maybe some of our listeners are in Victoria but elsewhere in the country. This is just fascinating. A new law has just made sure that if your child tells you they are transgender, you are prohibited from encouraging them to wait until they are older before pursuing potentially irreversible gender transitioning treatments. I'm just reading here. These are just facts. So surgery or hormone yeah, treatment. Yeah, you cannot... You, you are prohibited uh, from, from encouraging them to wait. In fact, if you do encourage them to wait on such a life-changing decision, it could send you to jail under mm. this new law. Isn't that incredible? Yeah, shocking. Uh, the latest research shows that more than 80% of gender dysphoric children grow out of it after puberty, but professional counselors are now prohibited from discouraging a minor from undergoing a gender transition. Also, you could be criminally po- prosecuted for taking your child interstate to seek a second opinion. The government can now receive investigation and prosecute complaints from any person. Anyone can dub you in for having the wrong, quote, wrong conversations with your kids. Mm, like, wow. Yeah, this is a different world. Absolutely. Uh, I can't even believe that we've been talking about this um, in happening in Australia. But there's a couple of other things that are going on at the moment. But lots of them affecting our freedoms here in this country. Um, at the moment, there's a petition out also to defend Christian schools. Now, I attended a Christian school and was very... So did I. You yeah. did, we both did. Not an Aussie one, but... No, yeah. yeah. And uh, it's an expensive thing sometimes, but you have a Christian education. Um, however, we uh, there's a petition out for schools because the schools are under pressure to not uh, be able to teach their biblical values and hire staff who affirm and model the biblical values that a school espouses. So mm. there's no real point in being a Christian school if you can't have a Christian ethos. Foundation, yeah, yeah in the Bible teaching faith, yeah. faith-based scripture, so, that's right. Yeah, they're, they're, they're asking people to sign this petition to declare their beliefs, convictions, and st- standards. And I guess, Justin, how do these things tell us that... These, that Jesus is coming soon. Like, mm. what's the sign that we're looking for here? Yeah, well, Jesus says in Matthew 24, he says, As it was in the days of Lot, and as it was in the days of Noah, so also will it be in the days of the coming of the Son of Man. He uses those two people and the, the world around them in their time period to illustrate what the world will be like at the end of time. Actually, I should say in Luke's account, Luke 21, it talks about Lot mm-hmm. and, and Noah. And in Matthew 24, it mentions Noah and the days of Noah. And Jesus says, it is going to be like that again before I return. The days of Lot, um, he was in a city where sexual perversity was at an all-time high, uh, where immorality was, was at an all-time high. And Noah was in a world where it was so wicked that it says in Genesis 6 that every thought of man's heart were only evil continually. I mean, that's one of the most emphatic 
statements in the Bible, the world was a mess, like a total morally depraved mess. The Bible also says it was a very violent time in Earth's history. Mm. And so you take these two combined and anything in society that pushes us toward more immorality uh, in various ways, more violence, um, more wickedness, these types of things, um, is basically to be a wake-up call that Jesus' words are being fulfilled and that his coming, the world is becoming the place he said it would just when he would come back. Amazing. And uh, just, you know, a note to our listeners, you know, there is something wrong with the first birth of all of us. Mm. You know, the Bible says that, um, you know, we need to be born again, Jesus says. Born, the first birth that we each have is gives us physical life, but the second birth that Jesus calls us to have, to be born again, gives us spiritual life where God wants to make us all over new. And, uh, yeah, that's an encouragement too. You know, this, this world, there's a lot of brokenness uh, right now, and mm. so we all need to be born again. Again. Absolutely. And God is in the business of mending broken people. And that's all of us. All of us have problems and issues that we're born with. Some of us have issues that we have developed and, you know, habits that we have picked up along life's way. But none of them, whether it's hereditary and we're born with it or whether it is cultivated and we've grown it in our lives, none of those things is beyond God's ability to change us, to transform us and to absolutely cleanse us from the things in our lives that uh, we need clean cleansing from. That ought to give everybody a lot of hope because there is no situation that's helpless and hopeless. I want to sh- turn to another uh, news story, Justin, that's um, just, I literally just found it as I came into the studio this afternoon. It's, uh, yeah, it was, it's released today and this is the title. Cyrus, Cyprus, Orthodox Church Leader Suspends Unvaccinated Priests. So this is the country, the island of Cyprus? Yep. So okay. Cyprus's Orthodox Church Leader has said he will suspend suspend unvaccinated priests if they continue to refuse the jab and advocate for others to do the same. Interesting. It's very interesting. And I think it's only affecting 12 at the moment um, by the looks here. But, you know, I guess uh, the Bible talks about some very interesting things that will take place at the end of time, why this would be significant. One of those things is the freedoms being restricted Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the Bible talks about how at the end of time, um, religion and government will combine, or politics, I guess you could say. Church and state will combine and require people, Mm -hmm. prescribe to people the way that they have to worship. So it is significant that we see here a religious organization imposing upon uh, their priests, you know, a mandate. It's not a mandate regarding worship. It's a mandate regarding health um, and this, you know, receiving the vaccine. But uh, it's interesting nonetheless because yeah. they're handing down a mandate of what these spiritual leaders have to do in order to continue functioning in their roles. Yeah, so the church is, I guess, in this story, flexing its muscle a little bit on freedom of conscience mm, yeah. and the ability for people to make an informed choice about what they want to do. But anyway, very interesting. We are living in exciting times. If you have a comment or a question you'd like to send in to us here in the studio, please do so. The number to call or text us on is 0491. 064669. We will also have a prize giveaway that we would like to offer to to you, and we'll come back to you with more details on this after the break. But in the next segment, so we're going to have a news break, we're going to have a song or two. But after this, when we come back, we are going to begin our Bible study together on the topic. You heard it before, I'll say it again. Aliens, UFOs, and Jesus' return. 
You do not want to miss this. We look forward to seeing you back here or having you back here and uh, enjoy this song. Do not be anxious. Life is hard. Yeah, it's hard sometimes You want to give up the fight You get stressed out And your mind is tired You forget our one desire Do not be anxious about anything But through prayer, petition, and thanksgiving Cause when your worries seem tall Your faith gets small But praise our God that Jesus paid it all He paid it all Your heart's heavy And you feel unsure You forget the big picture The big picture Do not be anxious about anything But through prayer, petition Thanksgiving And when your worries seem tall your faith gets more But praise our God That Jesus paid it all He paid it all Why don't we Rejoice in you always, rejoice in you always, rejoice in you always. Why don't we rejoice in you always, rejoice in you always, rejoice in you always. Be anxious. Do not be anxious. Oh. Do not be anxious. Oh God. Do not be anxious about anything. But through prayer, petition, and thanksgiving Cause when your worries seem tall Your faith gets more But praise our God that Jesus paid it all He paid it all He paid it all You're listening to Faith FM. 
positively different radio. If you're making a road trip up the coast, pop in just off the highway to New Start Juice at 45 William Street, Raymond Terrace. Grab yourself a fresh, healthy juice or smoothie and check out the op shop while you wait. And remember, every day is a fresh new start. Hey everyone, you're listening to a repeat of our live show, Looking Up. That's right, and if you think this is good, you'll definitely want to tune in on Wednesdays at 3.30 to join us for the live event, because you can actually participate. There's a free giveaway that you can claim, you can text in your questions and prayer requests. Live is so much more fun, so catch you then. So looks back, worry looks around. Looking up this afternoon on the Looking Up show, welcome. If you haven't just joined us, welcome. And if you're still with us, great that you're still here. We are about to have an amazing Bible study. We've not talked about this, I don't think, on our afternoon show before. But the topic today, um, which Justin's going to be leading us through, is entitled Aliens, UFOs, and Jesus Return. Mm, that's right. It's pretty amazing those uh, three things can all be in the same sentence. <laughs> but um, before we do, I do want to extend to you this challenge. We have a prize to give away three of these things. It is the book called The Great Controversy, uh, an epic book, and it's going to have something to do with what we're talking about today. So if you don't have it, this book could be yours if you are the second, third, or fourth person <laughs> Actually, it feels bad for the first person, but we definitely have to give away. Okay, we're going to give it to the first, second, and third person. <laughs> it just sounds like if you ring That's first <laughs> and you don't get anything, it's like a bit of a like. It's pretty hard to try to ring up second, third, and fourth. Yeah, yes. that's true. <laughs> Anyway, that was my moment today, <laughs> and we are going to keep moving here. So um, we have the Bible study, Justin, and yeah, so back to the prize. If you want to get it, we're going to release a code word in next segment or two, and uh, you can call or text us with the code word on this number. It's the studio number, 0491064669. If, as you're listening to our discussion this afternoon, you have a comment or a question you would like to relay to us, again, contact us on that number, 0491064669. We would love to hear from you. And so, uh, yeah, time for our Bible study. All right. Why don't we begin with prayer, shall we? Sure. Father in heaven, we thank you so much for the privilege of studying your word together. And we pray that your spirit would be in our midst as we study and with each of our listeners, wherever they are, whenever they're listening to this. We pray that you would be our teacher here today and that you'd speak to each of our hearts and minds just what we need to hear. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right. The year was 1938. On the east coast of the United States of America, there was a radio broadcast, unlike any radio broadcast that had ever been done before. They were there in a studio, a group of individuals, an orchestra, musicians, and um, people with saws to make you know funny sound effects and these wobbly sound effects and all of this. And they did a dramatization of a book by a man named H.G. Wells called War of the Worlds. Okay. That book was written a few years before. It was 1897 it was written. Mm -hmm. The funniest thing about this was, Sharissa, you won't believe this. 
Uh, Actually, I may have told you this. You may have heard this, but (laughs) if you were hearing it for the first time, you wouldn't believe this. Many of the people listening live to the broadcast tuned in late, missed the announcement that it was all imaginary and fiction, and they were so panicked and afraid that this was literally happening, that Martians had crashed into planet Earth with these spaceships, were crawling out, wreaking havoc, killing people, all of this stuff. That they were panicking, absolutely panicking. And they were listening to the radio. They were listening to the radio. They thought it was real. And some were flying home in their cars. Others of them were were screaming as they were (laughs) babysitting other people's kids and trying frantically to call the parents. And the police station's phone was ringing off the hook. Every time they'd answer, they'd say, it's just... It's just a dramatization. It's fake. It's fiction. And they'd hang up. And the next one would ring. It's fiction. It's okay. And they'd hang up. Well, this was actually uh, portrayed in a 1957 movie. You can watch it for free online. It's called The Night America Trembled. And um, interesting dramatization of what actually took place in 1938. Uh, now, why in the world are we talking about this? I mean, I guess you know the title of today's uh, study. It's Aliens, UFOs, and Jesus Return. And yeah. so H.G. Wells wrote War of the Worlds, where Martians came to planet Earth. He wrote it in 1897, and this was kind of the beginning of science fiction. Mm-hmm. It, it, it was, in large part, this was one of the works that paved the way for later science fiction. And we saw in, you know, the decades to follow, uh, the 1950s and 60s especially were uh, very popular decades for sci-fi or science fiction. Yeah, very interesting. I've never really been into sci-fi. kind of mm. scares me a little bit. <laughs> but <laughs> it yeah, is. it seems people were fascinated by it. Definitely. So 50s and 60s, you know, you had things like The Twilight Zone and um, that ran into the 60s as well and then... <laughs> Close Encounters of the Third Kind in the 70s and in the 80s you had E.T. And the 90s you had different movies, the alien movies and all these, you know, uh, Men in Black and these different heaps of different movies. Um, the 2000s and beyond, there were even more movies that were taking place on other worlds, other beings coming to planet Earth. And the popularization of aliens through the media really just took off. Mm. Well, going to take a step back for a minute. When you look up at the night sky, Mm -hmm. I'm not talking about one of those, you know, nights like it looks like it will be tonight with all these clouds and the overcast where you can hardly see past the clouds. But on a clear night, on a clear night where you look up at the stars, you can see it's a moonless night and you can see the Milky Way stretching across. It's hard to look up at all of that or watch a documentary on space and not wonder to yourself, are we really the only beings living on a planet? Is it like God and the angels and us and that's it? Yeah, it's true. The Bible talks about how the heavens declare the glory of God. And, and it even talks about how not only did God make the stars, but he knows them all by name. And so I guess that's the intention of, that God had when he made this world, when he made everything, is that when we look up, that we should recognize that there is a God outside of ourselves, a creator. Yeah. Absolutely. Intelligent design. Absolutely. And some people wonder, well, does the Bible say anything about beings besides us and yeah, the angels? I would like to know. Yeah. Okay. Hebrews chapter 1, verse 2. You want to read this for us, Sharissa? Yes, I will just turn it up here in my Bible. Hebrews chapter 1, verse 2. The Bible says, God has in these last days spoken to us by his Son, whom he has appointed heir of all things, through whom also he made the worlds. The what? 
the worlds. Huh, interesting. interesting. <laughs> the worlds, not just the world. Now there are、plural. other places. That's right, plural. So God is a creator by、mm-hmm. nature. He's not going to just create one planet of individuals. God is a creator. It's in. It's who he is. Job chapter one and Revelation chapter four are also fascinating.、Uh, if you want to study a bit further on this topic of beings besides, you know, besides planet Earth and humanity,、mm-hmm. Job chapter one says that on a certain day,、um, the sons of God came before God and they assembled themselves together before God, and Satan went along with them. That's right. And God asks Satan, He says, "What are you doing here?"、Mm-hmm. And he says. I come from planet Earth, where I'm walking to and fro. This isn't exactly word for word, but it's a, a very close paraphrase. He says, "I came from planet Earth, where I walk to and fro upon it."、Mm-hmm. Basically, he's saying, "I own the planet. Everyone there follows me." So then God challenges him and says, "What about my servant Job? He doesn't follow you. He loves me and he serves me." And so there's this interchange, and the book of Job begins. Who are the sons of God? Who are these individuals? Well, why is Satan there? Satan is there because he's he was the representative of planet Earth,、uh-huh. and why was he the representative of planet Earth? Because well, Adam and Eve gave their allegiance when they、right. disobeyed God. Adam tr- was originally the yeah. Adam was originally as the first human being. He was appointed the representative of planet Earth, the father of the human race, right?、Mm-hmm. But when he when they obeyed Satan, it was like they were giving their allegiance to him. Rather than to God, giving the keys of authority over us. Exactly, yeah, giving the right to represent planet Earth to Satan. Okay, so Satan goes before God. So it appears, based on Job from Job chapter one, that the sons of God in this passage are the representatives of the worlds. Ooh, the representatives of the unfallen world,、okay. and then Satan came as the representative of the only fallen world, and that's us. So there's other life out there. Yeah, there is. Revelation chapter four also talks about the twenty-four elders that surround God's throne,、mm-hmm. and、um, yeah, I believe that this is actually the same group of people. If you're interested in a powerful study on this,、um, just Google the twenty-four elders by a guy named Stephen Bohr. Stephen with a ph and、mm-hmm. Bohr like B-O-H-R. <laughs> and、uh, you'll come up with a, a great name for a pasta. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he told me a funny story once. Actually, he said、uh, that there was an elder in a church that he was visiting and preaching at, and、um, the elder stood up to introduce him, and he said, "Well, Pastor Stephen Bohr is preaching for us today, and what a terrible name for a pastor!" <laughs> and it just so happened that the elder's name was Lawless, <laughs> and so Pastor Bohr, when he stood up to preach, said. Lawless. What a terrible name for an elder of a church. <laughs> But, anyways, that's an interesting study. But the point is, the Bible points us to the reality that there is life beyond planet Earth.、Mm. Besides the angels and God and the four living creatures in heaven, there is life outside of planet Earth. Now, the Bible also says we are the only planet that has fallen to sin. So we're not going to receive some kind of alien connection or a connection from beings from other worlds that are holy beings from another planet. That's just not going to happen. We're quarantined, as it were, because of sin, because of、we、the under- sickness of we sin. We understand that more than ever. Yeah, we're in lockdown, <laughs> as it were, right? Yeah.、Um, now, what does?、Um, what, I just want to back up for a minute and and just share a few things. If you've been paying attention to the news in the last year. There have been a lot of things in the news about aliens and UFOs. And you know what? I don't know about our listeners, but I actually can verify this.、Uh, I have seen 
Like, yeah. um, it was actually Fox News was talking about yeah, this. Yeah, not only Fox News, there's also, um, so it's both ends of the political spectrum, CNBC. Uh-huh. There's a news video you can find um, on YouTube. Just type in, watch the Pentagon's three declassified UFO videos taken by U.S. Navy pilots. Wow. And you can find that it is just that. Mm-hmm. These are declassified videos. Um, and then on the other political end of the political spectrum, you got Tucker Carlson at Fox News, who has a number of videos. If you just... Google. Oh, look. Yeah, I just Googled UFOs right now and hit news to get mm-hmm. them. And the latest one was one week ago, NBC, three weeks ago. There um, you go. Yeah. New UFO Pentagon office divides believers. Yeah. yeah. Very interesting. So now this is not just like a few new random things either. There's something called Project Blue Book that took place between 1952 and 1967 And this is where the United States government documented UFO sightings. That's unidentified things in the air. They could not tell what they were. Now, 701 of these reports, that's 701 out of the 12,000, 12,500, were classified as completely unexplained, even after stringent analysis. So in other words, like most of them, like over almost 12,000 of them, 11,900 of them were like, oh, you know what? That could be a weather balloon. Uh, that could be, you know, cloud patterns. But 701 of them in this period of 15 years, ending in 1967, the, the most intelligent uh, leaders in our government in the United States said, we have no clue what these things are. Wow. So it's definitely not one of those flying camera things. What do you call those? Drone? Drone. Wasn't, it's definitely not a drone. <laughs> they weren't drones. 701 of them were not drones. Yeah, for that's sure. right. Okay. So now these, back to the recent news, you've got, and you can watch these videos, very, very interesting. You've got Navy pilots who are saying these things are defying the laws of physics as we know them. Wow. We don't understand how these things can move as quick, and, and the way that they are moving does not make sense in regards to the laws of physics as we understand them. The laws of aerodynamics don't seem to apply in what we're seeing and what Mm. we've recorded on video. Very, very interesting. So the technology is far above and beyond. Some people have said, well, if it's just, you know, another country and it's advanced technology, there is no way Mm -hmm. that this technology is, is possible from everything we understand of science at the moment. Mm. So very interesting stuff. And um, this is no longer just like weird wackiness, you know, people claiming that aliens exist and UFOs are up in the air and Elvis is coming back or whatever. (laughs) This is actually, um, you know, Navy pilots trained in this area who have recorded video of it. And you can go online and check it out for yourself. Mm -hmm. All right. I want to share some uh, headlines with you guys later on that will absolutely amaze you. They are crazy. I I mean, when I read them, I was like, what? Is this real? And sure enough, they are legitimate headlines. And I'll share them with you a little bit later. But we are going to look at God's word. And just before we take a break, we have 60 seconds. And I want to just read a passage for you. Maybe Sharissa could read it. Revelation 13, verses 13 and 14, talking about the end of time. All right. The Bible says, He performs great signs so that He even makes fire come down from heaven on the earth in the sight of men. And He deceives those who dwell on the earth by those signs which He was granted to do in the sight of the beast, telling those who dwell on the earth to make an image to the beast who was wounded by the sword and lived. Mm. All right. So here the Bible tells us that at the end of time, before the final battle between good and evil, the final battle between God and Satan, God's followers, and those who are 
um, pushing their own way and following Satan's ways, there will be miraculous signs and things that will deceive the masses. Wow. Very, very interesting. And it ties into what we're going to dive into when we come back. Don't go away. We have a song. As you meditate on these things, we shall all be changed. And then we will continue this study. Troubles fly away in the twinkling of an eye, in the twinkling of an eye. You will hear the trumpets and your body shall be changed and you'll feel what it means to be alive. And your deaf old ears will hear him for the first time and it's like the sweetest voice you ever knew. And the holes in his hands, in his hands, will be all you of Jesus' perfect love for you And we shall all be changed In the twinkling of an eye In the twinkling of an eye We will be changed Yes, we shall all be changed In the twinkling of an eye Like the lightning in the sky We will be changed I have heard the gospel of the Savior's love for me And it cannot be denied No, it cannot be denied Jesus gave his life so helpless sinners could be free And then he rose from the grave and he's alive Though this frail old flesh is not ready to receive it Yet we know and we believe we're going home And his blood Feet, and I'll rise up to meet him in the sky And a voice from the throne will declare that now forever God will live among his people every day With no more to mourn as our tears are long forgotten And the former things of all have passed away And we shall all be changed in the twinkling of an eye
You're listening to Looking Up, and we're talking about aliens, UFOs, and Jesus. Second coming of Christ. Yeah, second coming of Christ. And we mentioned in the last program that we have a prize giveaway, three books, The Great Controversy, which are going to the first three people who call or text us with today's code word. And today's code word, we forgot to discuss this in the break, Justin, so... Let's uh, make it alien. Okay, alien, A-L-I-E-N. If you want to be in the running for today's prize, you better grab your phone, call or text us with the word alien on 0491-064-669. And And here's why, because really, when we give our lives to God, we're foreigners in this world, we're aliens in a sense. Yeah, Yeah. okay, I like it. (laughs) Nice save. (laughs) Um, And and this book, Justin, The Great Controversy, did you want to... I'm going to share a quote from it at the end of our time together today. So I'm going to save it till then, yeah. All right, all right. Sounds good. Well, where were we? We were, uh, we had just looked at Revelation chapter 13 and seen that at the end of time, in the final crisis, the battle between, the battle over worship, who you were going to worship, between God and Satan, there's something the Bible calls the mark of the beast crisis. And leading up to this, Revelation 13 says that there are signs or miracles that are performed mm-hmm. and uh, that the devil deceives the whole world through the powers on earth um, at the end of time and the masses essentially follow. So that's what we saw. Mm-hmm. Matthew 24, Jesus warns of many things, but one of the things he says would happen before he returned is, is this. He says in verse 23, Then if anyone says to you, look, here is the Christ, or there, do not believe it. For false Christs, plural, false Christs and false prophets will rise and show great signs and wonders to deceive, if possible, even the elect. See, I have told you beforehand. Have we seen an increase in false Christs in the last, eh, let's say, 150, 200 years? Yes. Yeah, yeah, we have. Just to list a short list. Rastafarianism, the Druze faith, the Baha'i faith, Shoko Asahara, David Koresh, uh, which is Branch Davidian, um, Jesu of Oyingbo, uh, Jose Miranda Luis de Jesus. These are all individuals who have claimed to be Jesus or a reincarnation of Jesus mm-hmm. or believed to be by uh, those that are you know, of the faith, mm-hmm. of their particular faith. So have there been an increase in false Christs? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. But... The Bible doesn't stop there. Jesus actually says this next. Not only did he say false Christs, plural, in verse 24, but then in verse 26, he says, Therefore, if they say to you, look, he is in the desert, do not go out. Or look, he is in the inner rooms, do not believe it. So notice, Jesus goes from plural, false Christs, to singular. If they say to you, look, he is in the desert, don't go out. Or look, he is in the inner rooms, don't believe it. I guess whenever a false Christ appears, he appears as a singular, if there were two of them. Yeah, that's like, right. That's right. But it seems like he seems like Jesus is pointing us to a future time where there will be one singular counterfeit of him. One brilliant counterfeit. One brilliant counterfeit that will be greater than all of the others combined. Mm. More deceptive than all of the others combined. Now, let's take a quick look at some religions, some major world religions, and just see if this is the case. I'm going to read this list I have since you can't see it there as you're listening. But I'll read it and then we'll go back through them and I'll explain. Islam, Hinduism, Buddhism, Taoism, Judaism... Catholics and almost all Protestant Christians and atheists. 
Okay, now, are these groups waiting for or ready for a savior? Well, let's look at it. Islam is actually awaiting the second coming of Jesus. I had a conversation with a, a, a very nice man. He was a, a Muslim sheikh and a leader of his synagogue. And he shared that we have something in common in our faith. We both believe that... call that, it a synagogue. Uh, sorry, I said synagogue. Um, <laughs> uh, mosque. Yeah, that's right. That's <laughs> right. Thank you. Um, yeah, he's uh, the sheikh and leader of his, his local mosque. And um, when we had that conversation some time ago, that this individual told me that, uh, yeah, what, something that we have in common is we both believe that Jesus will come again. Mm-hmm. So Islam believes Jesus will come again. Hinduism is looking for the 10th avatar of Vishnu called Kalki. Okay. This is really interesting. Let me kind of like build on this in a minute. But yeah, Kalki, this is uh, interesting that the a- avatar of Vishnu. Do you want me to read it? Ah, sure, yeah. So read for us, Sharissa, some of the descriptors of, uh, and this is from a book called Hinduism, an Alphabetical Guide, and um, it's describing the Kalki. So this is a description in the book. He will be atop a white horse, and his sword will be drawn, blazing like a comet. He appears when only chaos, evil, and persecution prevails. Uh, Dharma, that is righteous and morality, has vanished, and he ends the Kali Yuga? To restart Satya Yuga, a new age, and another cycle of existence, he is said to come as a destroyer of darkness. Mm, interesting. He will be atop a white horse, and his sword will be drawn, and he'll be bright like a comet. That's the Bible's basically that similar to the Jesus description sound, of Jesus in Revelation 19, isn't it? Very, very similar. Very interesting. Now, what about Buddhism? So, Islam and Hinduism are waiting for this bright supernatural being who will destroy darkness and bring in supposed, you know, righteousness. What about Buddhism? Buddhists are awaiting the Maitreya. Now, the Maitreya um, is said to appear on earth sometime in the future and achieve complete enlightenment, teach the pure Dharma. And interestingly enough, Sharissa, all three branches of Buddhism believe in the coming of the Maitreya. So this is not just like one small sect that believes this. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's Islam, Hinduism, and Buddhism. What about Taoism? I have no idea. You tell me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Taoism has a number of scriptures that talk about the coming of a savior-type individual called Li Hong. Mm-hmm. Um, and Li Hong is, check this out, predicted to arrive at the end of a world cycle, a deluge, and epidemics. Interesting, because Jesus said there would be epidemics at the end of time. Pandemics. And pandemics. <laughs> I don't even know the difference between an epidemic and a pandemic. Do you? No, but there would be one. Yeah, I'm sure. I think like pandemic is like really bad. <laughs> epidemic sounds pretty bad, but I think you're right. I think pandemics are worse. So that's Islam, Hinduism, Buddhism, and Taoism that are all awaiting this supernatural individual. Judaism. So Judaism is still awaiting the first coming of the Messiah. They rejected Jesus because he didn't come with visible power and glory. Oh, yeah. I got the difference between an epidemic and a pandemic. All right. What is it? So an epidemic affects a large number of people within a community, population, or region. A pandemic is an epidemic that's spread over multiple countries or continents. Ah, epidemic is a local country yeah, within and a country. Endemic is something that belongs to a particular people or country. So we all just got smarter together. Great. 
Fantastic. <laughs> I feel like my brain has just grown. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> Let's, we'll see if it lasts. Sorry, I interrupted right. you. No, all good. So Judaism is, you know, the Jews are waiting the first coming of Christ, and they are wa- awaiting his coming with power and great glory, right? That's right. Um, then Catholics and almost all Protestant Christians are expecting Jesus to return to Jerusalem and to bring in 1,000 years of peace on this earth. Mm. Okay. And then last of all, I put atheists on the list. Well, atheists certainly aren't awaiting the return of Jesus. Definitely right? not. Oh. So how do they get on this list? Well, for atheists, seeing is believing. If they see miracles, they have no actual biblical framework to tell whether or not these miracles are of satanic power or of mm. God's power. So if they see something, they're like, that's it. Yeah. If it that's is, true. If that's it is, reality. If it is testable by science, they can see it. It appeals to their senses. It's going to be like, how can we deny it? That's reality. Right? Wow. Because they're completely trusting their senses. Now, these individuals and also um, the New Age is also awaiting a Maitreya who will bring in a thousand year reign. So New Agers are on this list, too. It's very interesting when you line them all up like that, that this is the common denominator. Mm, It is, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Now, we're going to see that the Bible actually predicted that something would happen, someone would come, an individual, to impersonate Jesus. Really? Yes. We're going to see it. But look at this. And I wish that... um, We we wish radio had a screen. (laughs) That's right. There is this uh, pie graph, and it lists all the religions that we just discussed, Um Islam, secular atheism, Hinduism, Christianity, Judaism, uh, Buddhism, Taoism, which is Chinese, traditional, very similar, and uh, indigenous. Um, What percentage of all of these faiths make up the whole world? The whole world. I'm looking here, and I think it's, it looks like there's just a very small slither of 0.32%. Yeah. And you could say the indigenous faiths may okay. not be waiting for this okay, individual, okay, right? But And not to say every single individual is awaiting, but in the religious teachings of the religions that dominate over 95% of the world right now, wow. there is this idea of the supernatural being who will come? So now we know why we're talking about this because this show is called Looking Up, and you're saying that all the world religions, pretty much, and even people who aren't religious, could be included in the category once it happens. Absolutely, they're looking up and expecting as the a coming supernatural of being supernatural who will bring in righteousness savior. and peace and wow. healing and health and all these things. Uh-huh. Um, but is uh, is this individual? Would it be smart? And just answer me this question: Would it be wise of Satan? to try to counterfeit Jesus' return? Well, if we look at his track record, like everything that God does, for every truth that God does, Satan has a counterfeit, Mm. like everything. (laughs) Um, And we have, you know, God has his true Seventh-day Sabbath, and then Satan has a counterfeit to kind of Mm. um, substitute. But I would expect this would be true of Jesus coming too, that he would try and... Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. Absolutely. And we're going to see it from Scripture. He won't be allowed to counterfeit the the way that Jesus comes back, where every dead person literally physically comes up out of the grave who has accepted Christ, right? He's not able to to counterfeit every eye on planet Earth, seeing him at once with all the holy angels coming with him. But he will do his very best to counterfeit Jesus' return. And we know that because, we, as we just saw, the world religions... He's been spreading these seeds in these different doctrines of these world religions to prepare the world for the coming of some dazzlingly bright, 
peace bringing, apparently peace bringing individual uh, that will essentially uh, be him to deceive the masses. Mm. Now, uh, we said it. That's a bold claim. Let's find it from scripture. Um, I'm going to share it with everyone. We saw it in Matthew chapter 24. We saw that in verse 26, Jesus mentions, um, he goes, he transitions from talking about false Christs, plural, to a singular individual. He says, if they say to you, he is in the inner rooms, don't go. He is in the desert, don't go out. And so Jesus is essentially pointing to it, right? Mm -hmm. There's another passage uh, that that talks about this, and it's 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, okay. verses 8 to 12. And Sharissa, do you want to read this for us? Sure. And then the lawless one will be revealed, whom the Lord will consume with the breath of his mouth and destroy with the brightness of his coming. The coming of the lawless one is according to the working of Satan with all power, signs, and lying wonders, and with all uh, unrighteous deception among those who perish because they did not receive the love of the truth that they might be saved. All right. There's a lot there. But basically this passage, Second Thessalonians chapter 2, is in the first part, verses 1 to 7, it's talking about this counterfeit system that Satan would use on planet Earth um, to misrepresent God and who he is. Mm. Now it's speaking of this event that will take place where Satan himself will impersonate Jesus at the end of time and deceive the masses, prepare them to receive this mark of the beast at the end of time and to, to get them to think that it's the right thing to do by dazzling their senses and appealing to their, um, their, yeah, their senses and what they can see and hear. So it says here, Then the lawless one will be revealed, whom the Lord will consume with the breath of his mouth and destroy with the brightness of his coming. The coming of the lawless one is according to the working of Satan. Okay, so pause. It's mentioned something twice here. We're going to, to discuss it when we come back. Um, but yeah, the lawless one is repeated, and that is in contrast to God, who is the lawgiver and the All law lover. Right, so don't go away, everyone. Keep staying with us. We're going to listen to The Seventh Angel by Blue Highway, and then we continue. God, the seven seals are in my hands. I sit beside the Father, the Lord and ruler over all the land. The mysteries of heaven have all been revealed to me. Time is drawing near at hand For the seventh angel all the world to see With one foot on the land And one on the sea He'll swear with his hand raised high Time no longer can Seventh angel, the time is near for me to 
Listening to Looking Up, that was Blue Highway, the Seventh Angel, and you're with Justin, Sharissa, and Shell, and we are talking about aliens, UFOs, and Jesus' return. Yes, that's right. Aliens, UFOs, and Jesus' return. <laughs> I've been really curious to know what song Shell was going to come up with for today, <laughs> and it's been great. But uh, we want to remind you. Uh, if you haven't already heard, that there is a prize giveaway for the first three people to call or text us on our studio number 0491 with today's code word, which is alien. How appropriate. <laughs> Aliens the word. And if you call or text us with that word and you're the one of the first three people to do so, you obtain today's prize giveaway, which is a book called The Great Controversy, and you'll soon see why um, we wanted you to have that book. It's uh, it's actually, I think you said before, Justin, you're going to quote from it soon. Yeah, it ties so. into uh, what we're talking about today. All right, so if you're listening, alien 0491064669. Justin? Continue. Yeah. yeah, just before we dive back in, wanted to give a shout out to our friend Cameron. Ah, uh, yes. Cameron is listening, and I was, uh, I would be with you, Cameron, right now, studying the Bible together if I wasn't here. Um, <laughs> and so, yeah, a special shout out to you. And really, um, Cameron's got an amazing story. I may just say very quickly, um, a few months ago, some of you may have seen on the news that um, a man was stabbed five times in the Sydney train station. I can't remember what, Central Station in Sydney. 
And um, long story short, praise God, he saved Cameron's life. This was Cameron. That's I got right. a message from him a week later, and he's like, hey, um, yeah, look, uh, I haven't been able to see you for a little while because uh, um, I've been in the news. I don't know if you know. <laughs> and he shared, it's like, wow, God is so good, you know, yeah. to have saved uh, his life. And so, yeah, praise the Lord for how he overruled in that. And um, we serve a good and a gracious and a merciful and a loving God, don't we? Amen. Amen. Good to have you with us, Cameron, and all of our other listeners. It's all, It wouldn't be worth doing this if you weren't there, so you make it worth it. Absolutely. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us. Absolutely. Yeah, so back to Second Thessalonians chapter 2. Check out the passage on your own if you want to study this out further. Verses 8 to 12 talks about this lawless one who will be revealed who ultimately the Lord will destroy when Jesus comes. He'll destroy this being, um, this uh, this individual that's talked about in verses 1 to 7. Then verse 9 says this, The coming of the lawless one is according to the working of Satan with all power, signs, and lying wonders. Interestingly enough, does that phrase sound familiar, Sharissa? Power, signs, and wonders? I've heard it before. Ah. I don't know where. Where have I heard it? Well, Acts is full of this. The book of Acts, the early Christian church, is full of this phrase, miracles, wonders, and signs. Acts 2.22, the first time it shows up, it says Peter's preaching about Jesus. And he says that uh, a man attested by God to you by miracles, wonders, and signs. So this is something that is pointing us back to Jesus' ministry. Mm -hmm. In other words... The Bible is alluding here to the fact that this working of Satan will be something like the ministry of Christ. Powers, signs, but instead of wonders, it's lying wonders. It's Satan working false miracles here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, then it goes on and it says, And with all unrighteous deception among those who perish, now catch this, because they did not receive the love of the truth mm-hmm. that they might be saved. What does that mean, Sharissa? I guess if we just have an intellectual knowledge of what's right and what's wrong, it doesn't do anything unless it's applied. Mm. Like unless we apply it in our lives, knowing knowing that the bridges out won't save us. Mm. <laughs> um, mm. We've got to know, like actually put it into practice. Yeah, um, act upon act it. That's upon right. Yeah, very true. That we know. That's absolutely right. We can't just know the truth. We have to love the truth. Otherwise, mm. we won't live the truth. Mm. No yeah. love and live. Like it. Yeah, that's right. And the truth. What is truth? Yeah, was it Pilate that once mm. asked Jesus that very question, what yeah. is truth? But he didn't wait long enough for Jesus to give him the answer. Mm. And he turned and walked away. And there was Jesus standing right in front of him mm. who said elsewhere, I am the way, the, the truth, truth, and, the, and life. the life. Absolutely. So Jesus is the living embodiment, embodiment. of the truth. Yeah. yeah. Also, he said in John seventeen seventeen, as he was praying to God the Father, thy word is truth. truth. So God's word, his physical word, the Bible, is truth. And Jesus is called the living word of God. And he is the truth, Mm -hmm. the person of the truth. Um, The beautiful thing about God's truth is that Jesus says, and you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. Mm. God's truth has the power to set us free in our lives. Liberates us. That's right. From the lies of, of Satan, the lies of this world. Absolutely. From addictions that might bind us and hold us. Mm-hmm. From Depression, darkness. That's right. Absolutely. He is the bringer, the giver of light. Jesus can break any chain that holds us. Mm-hmm. If we'll simply cry out to him and say, God, please free me, save me, help me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Back to this passage, you see there's, uh, and we'll keep flying through because I think we, our time is just flying today. It is flying, but it flies when you're having a good time. So we've, we've still <laughs> got another, yeah, segment after this Another one. little while. All right. Well, I'll just point something out in this passage as we keep going. So at the end, it says, um, So you were in uh, which passage? Second Thessalonians chapter 2. And uh, we've just read verse 10 that says that those who are lost at the end of time, who are deceived by these lying miracles of Satan, who will impersonate Jesus' ministry um, and Jesus himself, impersonate Jesus himself, they're lost because they didn't mm-hmm. read, uh, didn't receive the love of the truth that they might be saved. Yeah. So, Shabbat, you want to read verse 11 for us? Sure. And for this reason, God will send them strong delusion that they should believe the lie. Mm. The lie. Interesting. Yeah. I've never noticed that before. <laughs> Not a lie, but the lie. Specific. So there will be a significant lie at the end of time that will be a strong delusion that will sweep away people who have not come to love Jesus and to love his word. Ooh, and just before yeah. this, it says that it, it is the lawless one coming to the accord, to the working of Satan, according to the working of Satan, with all power, signs, and lying wonders. So Satan impersonating Jesus himself will be this massive lie at the end of time that he will use to point people away from God's law. Mm-hmm. That's why it repeatedly calls him the lawless one, the lawless one, unrighteousness, the lie. And uh, so this is basically in the battle between good and evil, the end of time. Satan will convince the masses as best he can that what is not true Breaking God's law is actually keeping his law. Mm-hmm. Imagine if this dazzlingly bright individual who who um, looked like people often picture Jesus to look like, maybe he, he could even take different forms to appear however the person he's appearing to views Jesus as looking. I right? might even maybe quote some of the things yeah. Jesus said. <laughs> May quote the things that Jesus said, um, speak in a compassionate, loving tone of voice, miraculously heal people who've had lifelong illnesses mm-hmm. or COVID. Um, <laughs> or, I mean, COVID's pretty much on its way out, right? But a pandemic or whatever they might be sick with, um, it would be very difficult for people to say, wait a minute, I don't believe that this is a good thing, mm. right? The social pressure would be huge. It would be significant. And can Satan do this? Is there any other passage of scripture that talks about how Satan doesn't always show up creepy and ugly and dark, but can actually look bright and like a dazzling supernatural being? There is. There is. Uh, in 2 Corinthians 11, 13 to 15, the Bible says, actually, I'm going to read, yep. For Satan himself transforms himself into an angel of light. Mm. Wow. So the Bible says Satan can transform himself into an angel of light. Wow. So and he did that. Do you think he did that in, in the Bible to, to Jesus when he was in the wilderness? Absolutely. He, he didn't appear like the devil. No. Nah. And the way that we can know that, the Bible doesn't come out and say that he, you know, clearly that he showed up like a, a bright angel and tried to impersonate an angel from heaven. That's right. But we know it. Because if you read Matthew chapter Mm 4, Jesus didn't say, get away from me, Satan, until the last temptation. Ah, interesting. So it wasn't until he said, fall down and worship me, and I'll give you all of this. his identity was revealed. That's right, because holy angels never request worship. I always learn something when I'm on looking up. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Yeah. So back to the headlines about aliens. Listen to this. Um, 
This is a, a recent website called The Times, and um, mm-hmm. and recently, not too long ago, it was Wednesday, twenty December twenty two of twenty twenty one, and uh, that's just two months or a month ago. It says, "Heavens above." This is the name of the article. NASA enlists a priest. It was a Catholic priest to prepare for an alien discovery. Mm-hmm. What on earth would a, a science-based company like NASA, or not company, but I guess you could say organization like NASA, what would they be wanting from a, a priest? What would they be wanting from a priest? Yeah, right? I have no like, idea. What, what's the deal with that? To prepare the world for an alien discovery. Very interesting. These headlines get more strange. Listen to this. NBC News headline, December 8, 2020. Former Israeli space security chief says extraterrestrials exist and Trump knows about it. Huh. It's about a month before Trump handed over the presidency to Biden. Um, and the former Israeli space security chief said, look, aliens exist and Trump knows. Wow. Amazing, huh? Very interesting. Listen to some of the things he said. This is not some, you know, backwater individual. Mm-hmm. This is a, a very intelligent, highly educated scientist who was the head of Israel's space program. He said this, and um, I'll read this, and then maybe, Sharissa, you could read part of the, part mm-hmm, of the article mm-hmm. for us. Um, yeah, he's, it says, A former Israeli space security chief has sent eyebrows shooting heavenward by saying that Earthlings <laughs> have been in contact with extraterrestrials from a, quote, galactic federation. Wow. Why don't you read the next part for us? The next paragraph says, The unidentified flying objects have asked not to publish that they are here, so speaking. Humanity is not ready yet. Haim Eshed, former head of Israelis, Israel's Defense Ministry Space Directorate, uh, told Israel's uh, newspaper. Uh, yeah. yeah. And then he said, uh, cooperation agreements have been signed between species, including, quote, an underground base in the depths of Mars where <laughs> there are American astronauts and alien representatives. We're not... <laughs> saying that we believe this we're saying that this is what the former space director of israel um is saying okay now it says he added that donald trump was aware of their existence extraterrestrials but had been and had been on the verge of revealing information but was asked not to in order to prevent mass hysteria now sure you want to read that next one they have been waiting until today for humanity to develop and reach a stage where we will understand in general what space and spaceships are Ashed said referring to the galactic federation very interesting and if you're interested in more of this he wrote a book called the universe beyond the horizon conversations with professor haim Ashed mm. by and that's the book is actually by hagar yanai um or hagar yanai so very, very interesting. This is a mainstream news source, okay? This is not like a tabloid where you would expect it to be, right? Mm-hmm. This is a mainstream news source. And anytime individuals like Trump and uh, Barack Obama were asked about aliens and if they knew if they would had contact with extraterrestrials, they never say yes or no. They say, I'm not allowed to say. Mm. I'm not able to say. Very, very interesting. <laughs> now, um, we'll come to some more of this, but just um, when I was 10 years old, I remember, Sharissa, I asked my mom, I must have been about 10, maybe 8, 10, and I remember asking my mom, I'd seen, you know, movies and TV shows and cartoons with aliens, and I'd heard about alien abductions and these kinds of things, and I said, Mom, do aliens exist? Like, are aliens real? 
I was thinking, what are all these UFOs? Area 51 and all of these different things. 57, 51, one of the areas. Area <laughs> <laughs> 57. And, um, or is it 51? Yeah, Area 51. Sorry. Been out of America too long. Yeah, <laughs> we have two Americans here in the studio today. <laughs> just, <you know. laughs> so we'll get it right between the two of us. Um, but, uh, yeah, we um, basically I asked my mom, do aliens exist? Are they real? And you know what she told me? I'll never forget. Actually, I shouldn't say that. I did forget until about a year ago. She said, well, you know what Grandpa believes? Grandpa believes that they're demons. Mm. And I was like, what? Burr? <laughs> what? what grandpa believes they're demons and i just left it i was just thinking about it it's like okay so like ufos and stuff he believes that i never really got what on earth he could possibly mean i literally forgot about that experience until about a year ago when mm-hmm. i started seeing some of these headlines and i saw a we saw a series of presentations uh one of which digs into this question and i'm going to share a little bit about that series of presentations or at least one of those uh, by our friend Jared Thurman over in America and give everyone the link. You can watch it for free online. But um, when I heard these things, I, it rem- I remembered what my mom had said, my grandfather said years and years ago, and it all made sense. Mm-hmm. You must be wondering, what, how in the world does that work? How could that make sense? But uh, I promise, continue listening and you will get it. You're going to join those dots. That's right. Well, uh, we will have a little break. We're going to listen to a beautiful song by Fernando Ortega, Jesus, King of Angels. And we will return after the news. Jesus, King of Angels, Heaven's light. Shine your face upon this house tonight Let no evil come into my dreams Light of heaven, keep me in your peace Remind me how you Dark spirits flee And spoke your power to the raging sea And spoke your mercy to a sinful man Remind me, Jesus, this is what I
to Faith FM, Positively Different Radio. I'm Robbie Bergen and I'm inviting you to tune in to my brand new show right here on Faith FM, The Faith Experiment. Join me as I share with you my personal experiment with faith and how September 11, 2001 helped shape my worldview. I've got great giveaways, so join me on Mondays right after the breakfast show right here on Faith FM. Hey everyone, you're listening to a repeat of our live show, Looking Up. That's right, and if you think this is good, you'll definitely want to tune in on Wednesdays at 3.30 to join us for the live event, because you can actually participate. It's a free giveaway that you can claim, you can text in your questions and prayer requests. Live is so much more fun, so catch you then. So looks back, worry looks around. As Faith looks up, you're listening to Looking Up, and what a show we've had. We've been talking about aliens, UFOs, and Jesus' return. And the more we've been going through that subject in our in our study together today, the more that title's made more sense and has increasing relevance. Uh, before I hand back to you, Justin, as we wrap this all up, just want to remind our listeners there is the prize giveaway for the first three people to contact us. I, I forgot to get a check on that, so they may have already gone, but just in case they haven't, the number to call with the code word alien if you want to be in the in the running you have to text or call us with that that word uh, alien to the number 0491 well justin i'll let you take us to the finish line <laughs> all right so before the break we um i shared a story i said when i was a kid i asked my mom if aliens existed if they were real and she said well your grandfather who was a committed christian actually a, a minister mm-hmm. uh he believes that they're demons. And I was like, what? Hmm. And I didn't remember that until last year when we watched a series of presentations by a guy, a uh, friend of ours, actually, I know him personally. I think, Sharissa, you may have met him as well over in America. His name is Jared Thurman. Mm-hmm. And if you want to see this series, it is so powerful. It basically frays and, and encapsulates the battle between good and evil in the language, kind of some of the language of sci-fi, like a creative type of angle. And when I first heard that, I was like, eh, it doesn't sound very faithful to the reality of, of the Bible, but it's excellent. It's called Love and War Story. Go to loveandwarstory.com mm-hmm. and you can watch it for free. All spelled out, loveandwarstory.com. And uh, they're short. Some of the episodes are seven minutes. Uh, one of them is like 
longer. It's like 25. But episode number nine, he talks a bit about this. And he says that after studying dozens of cases of abductions, so-called alien abductions, he found that they are nearly identical to the accounts of demonic harassment and attack from the Dark Ages. Really? The bizarre sexual experimentation and the attacks and all. The descriptors were almost identical, he said. That's really interesting. Yeah. yeah. And then, interestingly as well, he said that the two things that came to light in the, from the psychologists and the doctors and those who, who interviewed these people and worked with the people who claimed to have been abducted, first of all, was that the only solution that had been found, that has been found, um, to overcoming these alien encounters, essentially, is to call out in the name of Jesus mm. when they're being harassed and attacked. Mm-hmm. And secondly, the two recurring themes of the messages from these beings are, first of all, Jesus is not who he says he is. Mm -hmm. And second of all, the Bible cannot be trusted. Wow. What beings, from what we read in the Bible, what beings in the universe would be trying to convince people of these things that they would have to flee at the name of Jesus? Narrows it right down to demons. That's right. Fallen angels. Absolutely. And think about it. What would happen if all of a sudden supposedly extraterrestrial life from another realm appeared to us. They started communicating with us. They started sharing technology and showing us laws of science that we didn't quite understand or know about. And it's testable. It's verifiable. It's observable. What would the world think? Oh, the world would be blown away. Yeah. And take (laughs) it one step further. What if these individuals started saying things like, and started appearing looking just like our dead loved ones mm. and saying, oh, look, I live now on another planet or I'm in heaven. God wow. has sent me back to give you messages that what he said in his word, what you think it says is not actually what it means. It's a very we'll, overwhelming thing. Absolutely. Especially to those who've learned to trust their senses. Uh, we'll come back to that in just a bit. But this lady, um, it's shared in Love and War Story. Her name is Diane Pasolka. And she wrote a book called American Cosmic. And uh, in this book, American Cosmic, UFOs, Religion, and Technology, uh, she says this. um, I spend a lot of time at the Vatican, which makes sense because she's a Catholic professor. Um, Sharissa, do you want to read the rest of the quote, actually? Uh, She said, yeah, I spend a lot of time at the Vatican. And there are people like astronomer Guy Consolmagno who wouldn't blink an eye if alien life suddenly appears. Who knows? Who knew that the Vatican owned an observatory run by Jesuit scientists? Mm, I had no idea. I didn't either. (laughs) But fascinatingly enough, she says this guy, well, his name is Guy, (laughs) Guy Consolmagno, this astronomer, wouldn't blink an eye if alien life suddenly appears. Yeah. Amazing. Now, listen to his words. This is Guy Consolmagno, um, director of the Vatican Observatory. He's a Jesuit priest and astronomer. And he said this, We are soon to be visited by an alien savior from another world. Mm. Fascinating. Yeah. Isn't it? It's like the world is prepared for this being of supernatural brightness this uh, dazzlingly bright being to appear to deceive the masses and Satan is going to, as we saw from Second Thessalonians earlier in the other passages we looked at, he is going to impersonate Jesus himself. Wow. He's going to try to impersonate Christ's return. So I got a, I got a burning question and the question is, like this is a fascinating study, but why wouldn't God have just come out and said it more plainly? Satan's going to impersonate my coming. Why, mm. why, does, yeah. why isn't it? That's a great question. I actually wondered that for a long time. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I wondered that for quite some time. And the conclusion that I've come to is, if you think about it, and I think it's for a few reasons. First of all, if Jesus told his disciples, hey, beware, Satan is going to impersonate my coming before I actually come, then the focus would be upon the imposter and upon the impersonation. Yes. But instead, the Bible points us to the tests of inspiration. It points us to Jesus' actual return. And it says, beware of false Christ, beware of him when he comes, that false Christ, beware of uh, you know false prophets. So our focus as Christians is not to be looking for the counterfeit, it's to be looking uh, yes. into the Word of God. That makes sense. Yeah. And when we when we run everything through the filter of Scripture, we will not fall for any false Christ. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so I believe that's why God didn't, you know, Jesus didn't just say, "Hey, there's going to be this big impersonation of my of me just before I come." He points us to His Word. He says there will be false Christ. There will be, you know, He points to a singular false Christ. It looks like in Matthew twenty four twenty six. Um, but the focus as Christians is to be on God's word, the true Christ, and not the counterfeit. Wow. Yeah. Oh, thank you, Justin. I, I think you might have a few more things to say in just a minute. Yes. But uh, I just want to give a shout out to Tari, who's listening. All right. <laughs> she, she just sent a message. So good to have you with us, Yeah, glad Tari. you're listening, Tari. Yeah, God bless you. Yeah. So where, where, where do you want to take So yeah, we're here? just uh, bringing it to the, the landing strip, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Bringing the plane in for landing, the UFO in for <laughs> their landing. <laughs> just kidding. Um, now, Second Corinthians chapter 11, verses 13 to 15. We, you read it earlier, Sharissa, verse 14 that says, No wonder, for Satan himself transforms himself into an angel of light. Mm-hmm. It's not only Satan. But Paul actually was speaking to the to the Corinthian believers about people who were claiming to be apostles of mm, Jesus. Yes. So his words primarily applied in the first century context. But secondarily, he has words here that apply to Satan's lackeys, Satan's demons as well. And notice what he says in verse 11. Do you want to read that for us? For such are false apostles, deceitful workers, transforming themselves into apostles of Christ. Mm. Interesting. And then again in verse 15, there, therefore, it's no great thing if his ministers also transform themselves into ministers of righteousness. Mm. So Satan's demons can impersonate apostles. What would it be like if the apostles were impersonated by demons? Wow. Majority of the Christian world be already an, believes that the dead go to heaven straight away, right? It would be an overwhelming deception. Absolutely. What if they came back and said, hey, listen, when I penned those words, you know, if Paul supposedly comes back, demon is impersonating Paul, and he says, you know what I wrote there? It was really my thoughts, but then I got to heaven, and I realized that I was wrong. And God sent me back to tell you. Wow. So wow. you're saying that, that these false apostles could even cast doubt on the word of God as being true? Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's what that's what the signature difference is between God's angels and between Satan's angels. Between Jesus right. and the false Jesus, between Jesus and Satan, Satan will direct people away from the law of God, away from the word of God, whereas Jesus and his angels never do that. This is such a valuable uh, study. Thank you so much for sharing this. I mean, these are important tools and things for our listeners to keep in their minds um, as they study God's Word and as they live in this world. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, the Apostle Paul said in Galatians 1, verses 8 and 9, he gave a warning to people who might be visited by supposedly the apostles who were dead and coming back. 
It says this in verses 8 and 9. Sharissa, you want to read this for us? But even if we or an angel from heaven preach any other gospel to you than what we have preached to you, let him be accursed. As we have said before, so now I say again, if anyone preaches any other gospel to you than what you have received, let him be accursed. Wow. If we or an angel from heaven preaches any other gospel to you, let him be accursed. Paul basically says, even if we say something different to what we've told you, it's wrong <laughs> because the gospel is true. Amen. How do we recognize the true from the counterfeit? When you lock, well, when you teach people to recognize a counterfeit um, $100 bill, you don't give them a bunch of counterfeits. You give them a genuine and you lock them into a room with the genuine for like about four days. This is what they do. And after four days of studying a genuine $100 bill, these people, when they leave that room, will always recognize a counterfeit. Why? Because they know the genuine so well. That's right. We need to know the genuine Christ. Know the truth of God's word. Amen. But remember, we can't just know it with our minds. Like Sharissa pointed out earlier, if you don't love it, then you won't live it. We can't just know the truth. We have to love the truth and let God place that love for the truth in our hearts. Now, we've said we would uh, share something briefly from the book, The Great Controversy. There are two and a half pages in The Great Controversy that talk about Satan impersonating Christ's return at the end of time in the context of leading up to the mark of the beast crisis and deceiving the world to, to buy into that. Now, it's pages 624 to 626. And uh, Sharissa, do you want to read this first part for us? Yes, as the crowning act in the great drama of deception, Satan himself will personate Christ. The church has long professed to look to the Savior's advent as the consummation of her hopes. Now the great deceiver will make it appear that Christ has come. In different parts of the earth, Satan will manifest himself among men as a majestic being of dazzling brightness resembling the description of the Son of God given by John in, Rev in the Revelation. Now, is this just out of the blue, you know, random? Or did we learn earlier that over 95% of the religions or the religions that make up 95% of the world's populations actually are teaching there's going to be a supernatural being just right. like this? That's right. It's not random. Absolutely. Not at all. And we were warned about it. Going on, it says... You go ahead. Oh, you sure? <laughs> yeah. Okay, you get the next one. There's one more. <laughs> the glory that surrounds him is unsurpassed by anything that mortal eyes have yet beheld. Mm. The shout of triumph rings out upon the air. Christ has come. Christ has come. The people prostrate themselves in adoration before him. While he lifts up his hands, he pronounces a blessing upon them as Christ blessed his disciples when he was upon the earth. And uh, it goes on and talks about how his voice will be soft and subdued, but full of melody. And basically, as we saw alluded to in Second Thessalonians chapter 2, this being will uh, seek to deceive the world against God's law and to choose the mark of the beast instead. Mm. But friends, we will be safe from this deception if we base our lives upon the word of God. Amen. If we know the true Christ, if we know the descriptors of Jesus' return to recognize what's actually going to happen when Christ returns, we will be safe from deception. Through studying God's word, through having a relationship with him through prayer, we can be ready to stand even in these massive deceptions if they take place in our lifetimes at the end of time. Oh, wow. 
Uh, thank you so much, Justin, for sharing with us these these things from God's Word and tying all together what we're seeing in the news and, and what's happening in the world with what the Bible says is ahead. Really, really exciting stuff. And I hope you've been blessed. If you have any comments or questions about today's subject, please don't hesitate to connect with us. Call us or text us here in the studio, 0491064669. The code word for today's free offer, if, if it's not already claimed, a the Great Controversy, a book Justin just quoted. We're going to a song, Come Ye Children of the Lord, and we will come back and just finish with just some final closing thoughts. Come ye children of the Lord, let us sing with one accord. Let us raise a joyful strain To our Lord who soon will reign On this earth when it shall be Cleansed from all iniquity When all men from sin will cease And will live in love and peace been an epic uh, program great way to start our new year back here live on in studio in looking up and we just have a few minutes left and uh, we really appreciate your interactions uh, it's been great to hear from you we have got two questions or two one comment and one question came in we haven't got time to address the comment but maybe we can pick that up next week uh, but this one is a question and it's coming from danny himself <laughs> Um, he says, thank you for the study. You answered lots of questions with the Bible. I was going to ask you about the great controversy description, but you shared it. My question is, do you think that some of the principles and infrastructure associated with COVID is preparing the way for Satan's final deception? Mm. Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. I think the thing that jumped to my mind when I, when we read your question, uh, Danny, is that, um, you know, today we're, 
we seem to put a lot of stock in science. Mm. And, you know, if, if science is used at the end of time as if it is authoritative, as if it is the arbiter of truth in a sense, then Satan can no doubt like lead, you know, work miracles that are scientifically verifiably miracles, right? He can also tweak and bend some of the rules because often we hear, oh, well, the study showed blah, 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 and we don't actually question it. You know, what were the variables? What were the details? And I think society is so used to just going, oh, well, the science says, and so-and-so says the science says, therefore, it's fact that in society, I think in that sense, it might be preparing the way uh, for Satan's miracles and his demons' miracles to be tested and scientifically proven as supposedly true. Mm. Yeah. And, and if you're wondering, you're just joining us now and you're like, what's going on? What's he talking about? You need to go back to the podcast after this show, yeah. <laughs> listen to it, uh, the Looking Up uh, program for today. Well, thank you, Justin, for, for the answer there. And is there any final thoughts or you know comments you'd like to leave with our listeners? Yeah, you know, I guess... At the end of the day, um, and as Sharissa mentioned, if anyone has just logged on, we talked about aliens, UFOs, and Jesus' return and how they all potentially tie together. We saw that at the end of time, Satan is working his master plan of deception. And the Bible points to the, the fact that he is going to actually impersonate Jesus himself. And um, how do aliens and UFOs tie in? Well, Interestingly enough, we, we see in the world that uh, there are more UFO sightings of late in the last year, and um, uh, high-level government individuals in various governments are saying, yes, extraterrestrials exist. We've had contact with them. Very, very interesting. And it very well be, could be paving the way for those who, whose God is science, in a sense, to go, wow, yeah, there is life beyond planet Earth. We have contact with them. And could pave the way for Satan to work some huge deceptions mm. to lead people astray at the end of time. So we do have, uh, you know, the emphasis, of course, for us should be not upon looking for every deception that's out there and unmasking it rather, uh, but should rather be focusing on the word of God. Amen. Well, maybe you can quickly close us out with a prayer and then I'll just wrap it up. Yeah, let's pray. Father in heaven, thank you so much for blessing our time as we prayed you would in the beginning of our time together. And Lord, we thank you that while this world is growing old and while um, while the Bible tells us and warns us of the deceptions that Satan has in store at the end of time, he's saving his most deceptive ones for last. We know that you are the way, the truth, and the life. Your word is truth and that you will protect us if we put our faith and our trust in you. So, Lord, thank you. We give our lives to you. We thank you for giving your life for us, for dying on Calvary to make heaven and eternity a soon reality for us. Amen. And we ask that you transform us to be more like you day and day. And may we keep looking up by faith, we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you so much for joining us. We look forward to having you back here same time next week. Hopefully, Danny will be back on, on all cylinders again. Remember, fear looks around, regret looks back, but faith looks up. God bless you all and keep listening to Faith FM. Yes, God bless. It continues. Keep looking up, don't give up, don't give up when there's pain deep in your heart. Keep looking up, don't give up, don't give up Should the tears begin to start With a prayer all your
your cares he will cast into the depths of the sea His love is all 